This is Mission.org. I'm Alec Baldwin, and you're listening to Marketing Trends and the Leeds Art Week. Not every marketing department has a large budget, and not every marketer has the endless resources needed to hire top-flight designers, editors, photographers, and videographers to create big-budget campaigns. So, what do you do if you're a marketer that is confined to a strict budget? You do what marketers do, and you get creative. We're building a super brand one step at a time. If you are limited with budget, and you don't have endless budget, and you need to be creative and smart and brave, this is where the magic really is. And this is how we want to build Fiverr as a brand. We want to be a brand that people will talk about and marketeers will talk about because they're going to learn from it. Fiverr originated as a website for quick $5 jobs and has scaled into a two-sided marketplace for freelancers and job seekers, allowing marketers the opportunity to source quality work while trying out multiple freelancers. Gali Arnon is at the center of it all, and as the CMO of Fiverr, she's working to evolve the company's image into a well-known super brand. On this episode of Marketing Trends, Gali discusses how Fiverr uses influencer marketing to organically push the brand's presence on digital platforms. And she also details how a recent brand refresh is putting the company's old mantra of $5 jobs in the rear view mirror. Enjoy this episode. This message is brought to you by Salesforce. Hey marketers, today's B2B buyers are more complex than ever, and every buying committee has different needs and goals. Salesforce can help. We'll show you how to put each and every customer at the center of your B2B marketing strategy, and you'll learn how top brands like Lyft approach account-based marketing. Salesforce, market to every account, speak to every buyer. Find free B2B marketing and ABM resources at sfdc.co slash every-buyer. Welcome to Marketing Trends. I'm Ian Faison, host of Marketing Trends, and today we have special guest, Gally. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Great to have you on the show. Uh, excited to chat about Fiverr and uh, and your background in marketing. So let's get into it. How'd you get started in marketing in the first place? So I always uh, loved psychology. I was fascinated by people's behaviors and motivations, and 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 I was really fascinated by better understanding why people act and behave the way they do. Uh, but at the same time, I also loved math you know, analytical skills and capabilities and problem solving. And I was actually lucky to to study both. I think marketing in the digital era really requires for marketeers to be able to use both their left and right hemispheres. And because, you know, in the digital world, you need analytical skills together with combined with creativity and, and understanding the psychology of consumers. And this is why I really love marketing at tech companies, because it's the perfect place to combine the, those two capabilities or those two passions that I have. So I, I actually didn't start at marketing. I started from a, a senior um, management position. I was a CEO of a company in the private education space. But when you're a CEO, you're in charge of so many things, right? Sales and operation and finance and HR 
but I was also or always very attractive to marketing specifically. So the meetings with my CMOs were the best meetings in the day. And, and, and I felt like this is, this is where I need to be. This is kind of how I started with marketing. Well, and then flash forward to today, uh, your CMO of Fiverr. Fiverr uh, is, is uh, a really fun company, an exciting place to be. Uh, it's one of, one of my favorite companies. Um, but we were chatting before this uh, back in the day, I had a conference and, and Fiverr was one of the first companies that I reached out to be a sponsor because so many of my startup buddies were using it. And it was this tool that was so cool. It was a way that you could access talent. Um, and, and it was just something that was that was really different and unique. And so obviously your CMO, uh, tell us a little bit about uh, your role at Fiverr. So first of all, thank you. I'm, I'm really happy to to hear that you have such a great experience with Fiverr. And, and basically this, this is my role. My role is to get more people to know about how amazing Fiverr is and, and make people just use it. So if you want to simplify it, this is what I'm in charge of. But today at Fiverr, I'm in charge of all aspects of marketing. So from brand marketing, PR, uh, community that I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about because it's a very, very important pillar or aspect in our marketing strategy. I'm in charge of uh, growth marketing, which includes performance marketing, uh, retention and conversion, and all all aspects of communication with our customers. Um, We have teams across the globe, actually. We have teams in the US, in New York and San Francisco. We have teams in Israel, in Tel Aviv, in our head office. And we also have uh, marketing teams in Europe today, in Berlin and London. And so what's the, what's the size and the scope of Fiverr right now? How many, how many folks are on the platform um, since I started on the platform years and years and years ago? Uh, a lot has changed. Obviously, Fiverr is a public company. And you can find all those details um, publicly. And, but if I, I will give you the, the overall figures, Fiverr has millions of buyers. When I say buyers, by the way, that this is our, our own terminology. I mean, businesses of various sizes. It can be, you know, small startups, entrepreneurs, uh, solopreneurs, and it can get up to really big businesses and even large enterprise. Um, we're going to talk a bit more about Fiverr Business, I guess, uh, um, as we continue to talk about our strategy of going up market. But Fiverr has millions of buyers uh, on one hand, and we have freelancers coming from over 160 countries today in over 500 different categories, you know, including graphic and design, video and animation, writing and translation, programming and tech, and so much more. And, and obviously, this is a publicly traded company now. As I said, everything evolved and changed since the early days, since you know, we, we were founded 11 years ago, started as a small startup. And the scale and the magnitude of, of our community is, is really, really uh, powerful and, and large today. So let's get into Fiverr Business. Who is the primary buyer of, of Fiverr Business? So Fiverr Business is tar- targeting mainly teams in companies. So if on Fiverr you can buy digital services as an individual, Fiverr Business allow you to work as a team. So you can create projects, more work with multiple freelancers on the same project and collaborate with your own team around this specific project. 
So Fiverr Business is, is basically a way for businesses and companies to expand their workforce. And I think it's especially now really, really important. We've all been through a very, very rough year with this pandemic. And companies needed to be agile and flexible with their workforce. And working with Fiverr Business is a great solution for that. So let's say you need a writer and you need someone to write your write articles for you in your blog. So instead of hiring a full-time employee, you can hire someone on, on Fiverr and work with your team to, to collaborate with, with this freelancer. And in, obviously you can hire freelancers in multiple services and areas like graphic designers and app developers and writers and so on. So Fiverr Business is really a solution for those companies who needs to extend their workforce to use flexible uh, freelancers. And it's a very, very good solution if you want to be agile and more flexible with, with, with your cost structure, with uh, the access to talent you have. Obviously, we have global talent, so people in various countries, various um, uh, categories and so on. I remember when I started using the product uh, and, and and I feel like most of the things were actually $5 at that point in time. Uh, so many of the things on the platform like were just five bucks and it was this, this, you couldn't believe it. And now it's like the, the amount and the quality of the services, um, you know, you go to a, a category on there like illustration and there's all these different styles of illustrations, realistic and comic and uh, flat and anime and all these different things. I mean, just like each different uh, category is so unique and it seems like, you know, different, different teams, like you said, could, uh, could leverage these. I'd imagine that uh, you know almost every marketing team for for our marketing audience here has probably used Fiverr or looked at it at some point in time or looked at it as as a quick way to to create some assets. But I think you know as a marketer, one of the problems that we have is sometimes you just you don't want to go in house for something. You just want something done quickly. Uh, and it seems like Fiverr would be a great place that you could just start to poke around in there, find something that you like, um, and create something cool. Fiverr is definitely a great solution when you need something done quickly. So it's a one-click experience. You can search, you can browse. It's, it's actually very similar to an e-commerce experience. You don't need to write a brief and to, uh, to bid uh, between or to choose between different freelancers. You have a catalog. Everything is very clear. You have reviews. You can see the portfolio of each freelancer's. You, you can see the price range and you can choose in one click. So I, I think it's it's a definitely a great solution to get things done quickly. At the same time, I do want to say that Fiverr Business allows you to work on a more complex long-term projects with freelancers. And this is exactly the essence of Fiverr Business or the difference between Fiverr and Fiverr Business. So for example, we, uh, we've now released two new features. One of them is called Milestones. Milestones allow you to break uh, long-term or complex project into stages, which again, allows you to work on things that are more uh, complex in nature. And then at the same time, we we launched a feature called subscriptions that exactly like its name allows you to work in a subscription model with a freelancer. So let's say someone uh, to run your uh, digital marketing, your SEO marketing, uh, social media marketing, you usually don't work with those freelancers on a one-off basis. So a subscription will allow you to work with them long, longer term. 
This is usually the case after you had one experience with with a with a freelancer you had a good experience and now you want to continue working with them Fiverr does have a, a clear strategy of what we call going up market which means being relevant to bigger businesses with more features that allows them to work on our platform in a better way and and it seems like you know that that's a far cry from where uh you know initially where things were at for for five bucks right so you know getting getting a logo design or or some voiceover work done for five dollars to where you are today um working with you know enterprise companies helping people do data science and uh cybersecurity and some of these other things like as the CMO how do you think about getting in front of those audiences that's a that's a very good question I'll start with the first answering the first part of the, the question which is how did we evolve with this from this five dollar marketplace which we did and and our job in the marketing team is to educate the market that fiber is not no longer relevant for those uh five dollar services anymore and I think the way we did it was the Definitely, we use multiple ways, but one way to, was to constantly showcase the level of quality that we have on we had on the platform. And we did it by using just the deliveries on the platform. So in every single marketing campaigns, we are using Fiverr ourselves to show to showcase the level of quality that you can find on the platform. Every single campaign we did, uh, if whether it's a social campaign, out of home, If it's in our um, digital ads that we have or uh, video ads that we have on, on YouTube or on our social, we, we're using our own freelancers to produce our own marketing materials. So I think that's one way. Another way is to highlight, showcase, uh, put a spotlight on our amazing sellers. When you show the level of, of talent that you have on a platform, you, tell, you actually tell the world, this is, this is the kind of people that we have. This is the kind of talent that we have. We worked with influencers and, and really amazing people like Rob Janoff, who's the Apple logo designer. He was a seller on Fiverr Pro for a long time. So you could actually buy a logo from the same guy who designed the Apple logo. And, and we did other collaboration with Whitecliffe Jeanne, other really top-notch influencers and tal- talented people that showcase the, the, the quality that we have on the platform. So I think, I think that's one way. The other way is just the amount of categories we have. So when you have architecture, 3D modeling, product design, um, cybersecurity, uh, legal consulting, uh, PR services, and so much more, you can tap into different audiences in different ways. Influencer can be one, one way because they have their own audiences in, in different categories of expertise. Content and PR can be another way. But... When you have such a, an amazing, diverse and versatile story to, to tell in so many different categories, you can be very precise in the way you tap into those audiences. And this is what we're trying to constantly do in the last few years. I'm curious how much of search is part of your mix because it seems like you know some of those categories, you know something like cybersecurity or Uh, or data are, are really competitive categories. Um, but if someone is searching for you know a freelancer and something like that, I don't know maybe it's not. Um, I, yeah, how do you think about that? Yeah, so search is a, is a very, very important pillar in our strategy. 
basically we we have an e-commerce experience and in, and and we are a digital native company so basically the way we look at it is that we want to make sure that for every single intent that exists that has to do with a digital service so if you have you're searching for something that can be found on our platform we want to be there we want to be there means we want to be there organically through SEO results and and we want to be there through paid acquisition results and we actually want to be there on YouTube as well when you're going to search for those categories or for those influencers that are relevant for this category so yes search is a very important pillar in our in our growth strategy and it doesn't end with search on Google or on YouTube it goes into the marketplace because you know most of the people when they come to our marketplace they, the way they search and browse on our marketplace is through the search bar just like on Google and we have millions of millions of searches uh, every single month in this search bar and the way we are using our uh, machine learning and data science models will try to match the intent the right intent with the best sellers and there's a lot of there's a lot of data and a lot of science that goes into this process of matching between our buyers and sellers so obviously you know you want Fiverr to be top of mind whenever uh, you know anyone is is going to work on one of these projects but i'd imagine that if you you probably have multiple teams within a company that might be using Fiverr. How do you think of this from like an account perspective um, when you might have a company, an enterprise company uh, or whatever that that's using Fiverr, but it's not necessarily consolidated? Yeah, so it's a very good question. Fiverr can be relevant for marketing teams, right? In a company, first and foremost, because a lot of our digital services are relevant for marketing teams, but it can also be relevant to HR when they want to create uh, I don't know, content, materials for internal branding. It can, can be relevant to legal or procurement So because they can be part of this process. What we are trying to do when we look at those companies is we're trying to create the right message for any of those uh, teams. And we are trying to also create the right journey. So let's say, let's say we have someone from the marketing team who will be the first one to identify that Fiverr can be a solution. Uh, the way we look at it is that we are trying to encourage him to invite other team members, not necessarily from his own organic team, but from other cost company teams to this process. So Fiverr will really be embedded or integrated into this working process. So the same way, you know, let's take Slack as an example, the way they started. So they started few few people in the company. And then the, w- the only way you can really start using Slack is every team in the company will use it. You know, if you, if you don't use it that way, it's, it's inefficient, right? So Fiverr can be the same. It's a bottom-up approach. It's not that you go through sales teams that will go into uh, to deal with the procurement team first. And, and it's not a top-down approach. It's a bottom-up in which you start with few employees. They realize how amazing Fiverr is and how much how many benefits that they can have using the platform and then they will invite more and more people to use the platform and that way we can be more integrated into their working processes and into their workforce yeah you know it's it's funny because i've been thinking about this about how especially with like distributed workforces and things like that like 
the marketing team and the legal team, for example, or the data science team, they don't even work in the same building anymore. Um, and they might not have worked in the same building to begin with. But the opportunities for those folks to, you know, to have that water cooler conversation or to share what tool that they're using or something like that isn't necessarily as like prevalent now. Uh, or maybe it's more prevalent. I don't know with tools like Slack. But are you more thoughtful about how you can get that word of mouth accelerated within accounts? Like, do you how do you prompt people to try to share uh, what they're doing with Fiverr in the company or or sharing those case studies or something like that so that so that other people within a company can uh, can get that, you know, access to that information? It's a very good question. And it's something that we are constantly thinking of. One example would be to have your to have your own freelancer list that you can share with others. So you're going to have oh, your cool. favorite list of freelancers. People can add and change and edit this list, but this list is going to be shared among other team members. So that that's that's a great way. Uh, we also use and this is very different from Fiverr because if you think about Fiverr it's, as I said it's a one-click experience. It's a low touch experience um, if you know what I mean. It's completely automated, still based on community, but the process itself is, is very automated. At Fiverr Business, we have customer success managers, managers that work with the account. And what will they usually do is that once you know an account was open and we have a team member uh, joining or the first team member, then we're going to have customer success uh, sessions and webinars and different ways in which we can integrate more people from different teams uh, to use the account. So let's say I had an amazing uh, deliveries from one of my freelancers and it was, it looks great and it's something that I can share. It's, it's something visual that you can share or a document that you can share. You can share it with other, others and show them how great it was. So we're trying to use those magic moments of satisfaction and delight in order to expand through the account. I have a question about about Fiverr just generally that that I'm sure a bunch of people are wondering how how do you all like rank the uh, the results? Uh, I'm sure that there's obviously some sort of algorithm at play, but how are those things surfaced? I know you you all do a ton of work with you know identifying things that are Fiverr's choice or things that were created uh, you know in a project on Fiverr but but how do those how do those search results work yeah so obviously you know the way the results are presented on the listing page I, I would say you know it's it's based on uh, data science models and machine learning and algorithms but there's a lot of factors that goes into those algorithms and and the way we think about it is Basically, what we want to create is a win-win situation, right? We want to make sure that the freelancers on our platform are providing great service, are using this, their skill and talent in the best way possible, and at the same time are, are making great, are making good money, right? Because we want them to make to optimize their revenues and their income on on our platform. At the same time, for for the businesses, for the buyers, we want to make sure they get a great experience. And that they will come back, right? Because if they're gonna have, if they're gonna be satisfied, if it's gonna be relevant, so the result is gonna be relevant. The freelancer uh, will be the exact freelancer they were looking for 
with a relevant experience uh, in their own industry with the size of businesses uh, uh, or the, the relevant service, they will come back. So how do you take all of those objectives, right? And, and some of them are not the same. You have different objectives for freelancers and different objectives for our businesses, our buyers, and put them into an algorithm. We had a lot of experience over the years of what creates satisfaction and a great experience. And all of those factors that goes into the algorithms are based on this experience that we have. So basically, let's say you're looking for someone to design your website, right? A website designer. Uh, you, you search through the search bar. And the results you're going to see are probably will be relevant in few dimensions. One, they will guarantee that you're going to have a good experience and that you will probably, after working with this specific uh, freelancer, you're going to choose from this listing. You're going to hopefully come back to the, uh, to the marketplace. They're going to be based on the relevancy of the freelancer. So whether he worked with the same industry before whether he knows exactly what you need in order to design your website according to different parameters or filters that you will use. And the more filters you will use, you will probably give us more data that we can play with. So relevancy, quality, level of service, proven satisfactions, all of them are going into a very sophisticated algorithm with the idea of matching you with the perfect freelancer for your needs. That's basically it, if I want to simplify it. So recently... Fivers went through sort of a, a brand refresh. Uh, can you talk about you know what went into that and what you uh, what what you were doing and, and, and thinking in, in terms of uh, this redesign? Sure. So we talked a lot about the evolution of Fiverr as a marketplace and as a brand. And after ten years, we decided that it's time to do a process of rebranding in order to reflect this evolution of the marketplace, of the brand, of our community to showcase how uh, diverse and talented and colorful our community uh, is, and also to show the evolution of the company. So from a small startup, we started in Israel. Now we are a very, very big company, uh, publicly traded, uh, serving millions of, of customers around the world. That was the essence of the rebranding. Uh, when we did this process, we wanted to reflect on our community. It was, you know, at the, at the kind of very essence of whatever we do, we wanted to showcase their capabilities and, and the level of talent that we had. And actually, when we launched it, we, we did a photo shoot in New York. And, and we, like we do in every marketing campaign and every photo shoot, we wanted to use real community members, real buyers and sellers. You can actually see them on our website now, if you open the website, you, you'll see them. And there were really tough restrictions because of COVID. We couldn't use any studio like we used to in the past. So we, what we did is we took their photos in their home, in their own uh, apartments and studios and, and coffee shops, which made it even more authentic and real. And it's beautiful. I'm, I'm really proud of that. So the whole rebranding process, I think, really showed how amazing our brand is. Yes, yeah, some seriously amazing photos on there. Uh, I was I was I was wondering about that. That's that's pretty that's pretty incredible. Uh, as we mentioned, kind of this 
this kind of, you know, the evolution of the brand and going through this stuff means you you end up trying bigger and bigger things. And one of those things that you did uh, was a Super Bowl ad this year, which is obviously always fun to talk about. Uh, why did you decide to uh, to do to do a Super Bowl ad this year? Yeah. So 2020 was really um, a landmark year for, for, for Fiverr. It was Fiverr was preaching about the future of work and being on in the forefront of this digital transformation. I wouldn't call it trend anymore because it's big, much bigger than a trend. It's it's a whole movement. And we we were always saying that you can work with people from all over the world. The talent is global. That you can work remotely. That you can create amazing projects with people in different locations. And then the pandemic started, and we were all forced to sit at home and and at the same time keep the economy uh, going. And this digital transformation was just something that was happening to so many businesses around the world. And so many freelancers had to find, or people had to find different ways to make money. That a lot of people lost their their jobs, and they needed to find alternative ways to make uh, to make a living. And we were humbled to see how many people found Fiverr as a resource in this difficult times. And we felt that there can never be a better opportunity to show or tell our story on a uh, on a bigger stage than than 2020. It can't get bigger than the Super Bowl stage, right? If if you are a global brand and you want to tell your story to the world, the Super Bowl stage is the, the, the biggest you can get. But then at the same time, we didn't want to use a celebrity to be like any other brand out there um, to tell our story. We wanted to be authentic. And this is why we found the Four Seasons Total Landscaping uh, to be such a perfect match for us. We found this amazing small business owned by um, a family, by a woman. And the way they leveraged or they used the opportunity when the opportunity knocks, and this is also the name of the campaign, when opportunity knocks. And what can be a better opportunity than having, you know, the presidential press conference in your backyard one day, all of a sudden. And the way they took this opportunity and leveraged it and, and used it in order to grow was for us was fascinating. And this is why we decided that that story is one of the best stories to show, I think more than anything, the ethos of Fiverr and what we call the doer's ethos of people that are not afraid to take risks and to kind of take the opportunity when it comes in, in, in every possible way. And when you're, when you're putting together something like that, and obviously you've gone through, you know, a brand refresh. And like you said, I mean, the, the year in 2020, which was, which was crazy in so many ways. Um, but really for, for people who were part of this, this new economy, people who are people like are, who are on Fiverr, who are building businesses on Fiverr, it did signal this, this other opportunity, which is now people are finally looking globally for talent in a way that, they might not, you know, have, have done that specifically small businesses, right? Like that's part of the thing. I mean, I think so many small companies 
could never look global because it just never, never made sense. And something like Fiverr does that. I'm curious, like, how do you think about marketing to some of your segments and, and, and what are those segments? What is, what is the difference in, in your, uh, in your messaging for someone who's, you know, the 10 person company and, you know, in, in Omaha versus, you know, a much larger company, uh, that's one of your customers, um, that's, you know, more of an enterprise or, you know, 10,000 plus person company. Fiverr started from from those small and uh, medium businesses. This were this was our core audience. We, we came came up with a campaign this uh, last year twenty in twenty twenty uh, that was called uh, "It Starts Here," and it was actually uh, following the stories of real businesses in their struggle or their battle in this year to not only survive, but actually to thrive. And the way they use Fiverr in order to uh, digitally transform their business, move their business from offline to online. So when we are talking or uh, speaking to those businesses or trying to market to those businesses, the main messages are around their ongoing difficulties and, and especially last year and how Fiverr can be a resource for them, a true resource for basically everything they need. So I think that that's about the small, medium businesses. And you'll see a lot of our marketing campaigns trying to kind of talk to their language and, and understand their pain points, where they're coming from, what their motivations are, and how we can actually help them. In terms of the bigger businesses, I think a very, very strong narrative is what we call the future of work. I believe it's actually now the present of work. And when you think about, you know, when we talk about the future of work or how the work is going to look like post-pandemic, I'm sure, you know, we, we will all agree that it's not going to look the same. You know, already people are going back to hybrid models in which some of them are working two days a week from the office. Some of them are working completely remotely. I think the understanding that people can work uh, in a flexible mode, that you can work remotely with your teams and can still create amazing things together uh, with the use of the internet on all those technological tools we all use, uh, like Zoom and, and Slack and all of those uh, new capabilities is creating a new world. And, and, the, and the present of work or the future of work, it doesn't really matter, right? It's here, is requiring those companies, those teams to think differently of how they use their full-time uh, employees and at the same time, how they can expand and be agile and be flexible with teams that they can hire. So I think that that is kind of the core messaging of being flexible, being agile with your budget, with your talent, and with your capabilities to get things done. And I think among all, something that is common to all those segments is this spirit of getting things done. I think one of those, I would say, you know, one of the pain points that larger companies have is speed, right? They all want to have the uh, move fast, break things mentality where you're not this heavy corporate when things are taking time and you have millions of meetings and, you know, levels of approvals and bureaucracy and, and things like that. We all want to be this, even you're, if you're a bigger company, you all you are a big organization. You want to be fast and agile and creative. And I think that's common to all those doers out there. And that, that's kind of the spirit Fiverr wants to bring 
to those dreamers and, and doers. It is it is such an important part of, of your messaging because of how quickly you can get something done on Fiverr. And it really is, you know, I feel like so many people, um, you know, go there for a specific thing, you know, hey, I want a logo design or an explainer video or or, or whatever it is. And then once you're there, you you start poking around and you're like, wow, I didn't realize they did this or I didn't realize I could do, you know, some data visualization or I didn't realize uh, that I could do, you know, a bigger project or something like that. So it seems like it's such an, uh, a place that you, you would go to, to get that sort of work done and, and the land and expand sort of uh, ideas is, is pretty obvious. What are some of the campaigns that you've worked on uh, over the past few years uh, that that have uh, that have you you've really loved or or have have worked really well? I, I think one area um, of focus for, for for us for the last years were influencer campaigns and the use of influencers. If if you go and search on YouTube, you can find really thousands of thousands of influencers that that are documenting the way they work with with Fiverr which is quite quite amazing if you think about it. And, and a lot of it is completely organic. So the way it started is that influencers in different categories, so let's say I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very talented video editor and I'm promoting myself on YouTube or I'm a known photographer and I'm doing that on YouTube. A lot of them started to play with our platform. It started with you know people... Uh, hiring different freelancers from different price ranges, different categories, and then documenting uh, this process on YouTube. Now, what's special about YouTube is that you're not limited to 30-second or 60-second ad, which you need to kind of make sure you you tell your story in a very, very condensed and, and short uh, way. And then on YouTube, you have those long formats. You can document, you, you can show the, the, the platform, you can show how you can work with the platform and how you can engage with the different uh, freelancers. You actually, yeah, can, can actually show the deliveries as well. And it created a lot of traction. So many people actually wanted to, to watch those videos. And when we identified that, we said, hey, so why don't we kind of amplify that with our own uh, influencers and take it to the places where we want to take it? Uh, so that has been very successful for us, and we evolved it tremendously since then. We created uh, competitions and challenges and, and really amazing and beautiful stuff, uh, like the 72 Hours Film Challenge, which people needed to create uh, short films in 72 hours. And we created the competition and got thousands of applications and other really, really beautiful projects. Another thing is the project we just talked about, which is our uh, amazing Super Bowl campaign. It was a 360 campaign that created a lot of buzz online, really killed the internet or Twitter specifically on the day of. And many people loved it. There were so many people who, who identified with the message, identified with the story, made them laugh. It was, I, I thought it was hilarious, but I'm not very <laughs> objective. Um, so this is something we're very, very proud of. And it was, you know, definitely the biggest, the biggest event we've ever had. I'll tell you an anecdote. I'm also very proud of a campaign we created in two weeks after the pandemic started. So we were, we were about to shoot a campaign for TV. Uh, it was in, uh, in LA and we had everything ready. We had the contract ready. We, we had a script. Everything was ready to go. And then the pandemic started. And obviously, you can't shoot a campaign in LA where there's a worldwide pandemic. You can't travel. There's 
no productions that are being done. So we thought, you know, why not do the video on Fiverr using on freelancers and tell the story about a company that should uh, that wanted to do a production somewhere around and around the world and they couldn't travel and then they needed to do something on Fiverr. And we actually showed the story and it was so amazing. And we had few sellers that created the story and we integrated them into one beautiful ad was so authentic and sorry. So I'm really proud of that as well. Yeah. The Super Bowl ad was, was really funny. Um, and, and I love how it, it jumped into some of the stuff that was happening with the four seasons and the, uh, and, and getting, um, everything going from uh, uh, hijacking the the headlines there. You also recently uh, launched a video that was like the making of that uh, that ad, which I haven't checked out, but I want to check out because it seems like it, it would be a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool description of it. Yeah. And, and I have to say, um, as I said, Marisa Ravo, she's the owner and a manager of, of the Four Seasons Total Landscaping. And sh- we couldn't find a better partner. She is just, if you take all those values of, of Fiverr as a brand, you can find them all in Marisa Rava. I mean, and the way she runs her business and she, she was coming to our town hall. She was talking to our employees. Everybody loved her. It was a love story, really. That's so, what, what an amazing, uh, an opportunity Knox really is, uh, really is just such a perfect, uh, perfect tagline for that. So when you make something like that, something really cool and special, do you think about like, how do we keep this going? Like, how do we keep this, because, you know, she's so special and you have this really cool ad um, and it's this kind of moment in history that people will probably remember for a long time. Um, do you think about like, Hey, can we, should we create companion content? Should we, you know, keep this going for a long time? Like, how did you think about that? The, the way I think about it is that the way you build a brand, you don't just do it overnight. There's no one, one moment in time that will create your brand. I think when you want to create, we call it a super brand. You want to create a huge brand that people will be inspired by and will aspire to you create many moments in time. So the Super Bowl was one one of them. And and by the way, not all of them are equal. So, you know, an influencer campaign that gets uh, 3 million views is definitely not the same uh, as the Super Bowl campaign who has 100 million uh, viewers, 30 seconds of glory. It's it's not the same. But the way I look at it, and, and it's really proven itself, is that you do it, you know, you build it up one step after another. And I think this is what we're doing with Fiverr. We're building a super brand. Obviously, you know, if you have unlimited budget, you can create many, many moments in time. But I actually think, and you know, we're we're speaking to a marketing audience here, right? So a lot of marketeers will hear this podcast is that I think actually, you know, if you are limited with budget and you don't have endless budget, and you need to be creative and smart and, and sometimes naughty uh, and brave. Th- this is where the, the magic is really is. Um, and, th- and this is how we want to build Fiverr as a brand. We, we want to be a brand that people will talk about and, and marketeers will talk about because they, they're going to learn from it. This is how I look at it. And I, I have to tell you, the only way we are capable of doing it is by having such an amazing team and such a strong community. 
because I think the main um, ambassadors are our own communities. It's it's not even us. It's people like you who just you know said how you're you're a big fan, right? So those ambassadors are building our brand more than anyone else. Okay, one final campaign uh, I wanted to ask you about was uh, you all did a partnership with the Brooklyn Nets, uh, and I'm just curious about how you think about partnerships like that. You talked about you know, this influencer partnerships and obviously someone like the Brooklyn Nets is a, is a huge influencer uh, in a totally different sort of way. Yeah, so we, we look at partnerships in a very, very simple way, actually. We look for those brands or influencers or partners that we feel that have the same shared values like, like we have. Obviously, when you partner with the Brooklyn Nets, they have amazing audience. Uh, some of them, you know, are not aware of Fiverr, and this is a great way for us and, and for, for, to use the partnership in order to, to tap into their audience. But what we did with the, with the Brooklyn Nets, and, and again, it's, it's a campaign I'm very, very proud of, is that we were uh, helping small businesses to kind of transform their business. So we gave them uh, Fiverr credits and they were able to use our services. We, what we also did is that we uh, show them and told the story um, on the game itself, uh, which was amazing. It stopped because of the pandemic, because all the NBA uh, league actually start, uh, stopped, but there were few uh, businesses that we were able to empower and celebrate and present in the game itself. So when we are doing partnerships, and it can be a small partnership with a small influ- or relatively micro influencer, the way we call them, and it can be as big as the Brooklyn Nets, we're looking for a partner that sh- shares the same values, that has the relevant audience that we can kind of tap into. And then the way we design or work on, on, on those campaigns is, is to make sure that we are still using or delivering the same messages we want to deliver to our audiences, support small businesses, shape the future of work, and help to or, or empower our community of amazing freelancers. Well, I can tell you that uh, as someone who was on the recipient side of that many years ago when I was when I had a, uh, a military veteran entrepreneurs conference and uh, and shout out to uh, to uh, Liron for for helping us get uh, get that off the ground. And we had some Fiverr credits and we had all sorts of stuff that we did as part of that partnership. And I can say firsthand that, you know, it worked. It, we had a bunch of uh, the businesses and the and the entrepreneurs and small businesses that were at the conference that didn't know about Fiverr and and started using the services and we talked about it a bunch. So, you know, I'll be forever forever grateful as as a newbie creating a conference at the time for for the first time that that Fiverr was involved and and it was something that um, you know I just super believe that you know if if you're a startup entrepreneur like. There's, it's a no-brainer. You should be using it. So, as someone who who was in one of those communities, um, you know, back then, I think it's it really is a two-way street because you know finding companies that share your values that want to be in your community uh, helps as well. So, uh, so thank you for that. I'm so delighted to hear that. I mean, as I said, those those are the the best stories, and and those stories are the reason why we keep on going and 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 get up in the morning because at the end of the day we're talking about people that we're helping on both sides and that's really amazing 
Okay, let's get to our final questions. Uh, our lightning round here. Uh, marketing Trends is brought to you by Salesforce. These questions are fast and easy, just like marketing with Salesforce. You can go to salesforce.com slash marketing to learn more about marketing on the world's number one CRM lightning round questions. Golly, are you ready? Yes, I am. Number one, if someone was going to try something on Fiverr tomorrow, their first first thing that they're going to do, uh, what's one that you would recommend they get started with? I would start with our design category. I think it's uh, you can easily see um, the amazing deliveries we have, and it's it's just so easy and so beautiful. Uh, it's pure art. I've never been to Tel Aviv, but I think my wife has. I know she's been to. I know she's been to Israel, but I don't know about Tel Aviv. But if I were to go, what what should be the 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 number one thing that I visit? Oh, the beach, the beach. Um, you go to the beach first. I mean, the weather in Israel is fantastic and it's always warm uh, and sunny. So you go to the beach first. Then you go to a cool restaurant because we have the best food out there. Believe me, I know. And then you go to a club because there's so many clubs, um, amazing clubs to dance, uh, to dance in. So beach, restaurant, club. I love it. What is your best advice for a first-time CMO? To speak to customers before doing anything else, before understanding the data, before looking at past campaigns, speak to customers. Speak to them firsthand, ask them what they're missing, ask them what they would like to see on the platform, ask them about uh, their interaction with your brand. First and foremost, that would be the first thing I would do. Well, that's it. That's all we got for today. Everybody, for our listeners, go check out Fiverr.com uh, if you if you haven't already. Um, it's uh, it's just an awesome process. So so go check it out. Um, any final thoughts? Anything to plug? Uh, may the force be with you. No, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Thanks so much for joining. We'll talk soon. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Marketing Trends Podcast is brought to you by Salesforce. Discover marketing built on the world's number one CRM, Salesforce. Put your customer at the center of every interaction. Automate engagement with each customer and build your marketing strategy around the entire customer journey. Salesforce, we bring marketing and engagement together. Learn more at salesforce.com slash marketing. You have eight seconds to make a connection or risk a click away onto the next topic. The difference lies in your ability to deliver relevant experiences to your audience across devices and across channels. But delivering on a really great experience is impossible without the right people and the right technology. You've got the right people, but your technology choices will make or break someone's experience with your brand. At the center of gravity of your digital experience, Brightspot Content Management System can deliver relevant content, personalized experiences, and cross-channel synergies 
to create unforgettable brand experiences so you can be a bright spot in someone's day. Head over to brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends to find out right now. From global crisis to hunger relief efforts, the messages you deliver save lives, inform important decision-making, and help keep communities safe and sound. The speed and scale of your content needs to be delivered faster and on a much larger scale. Brightspot Content Management System has supported some of the world's largest brands to communicate on a global scale. From Johnson & Johnson sharing critical information with their customers to helping Whole Foods tell their brand story to a global audience. Brightspot is designed to handle rapid iteration and personalized messages to those you care about most. Learn more at brightspot.com forward slash marketing trends.